Hi there, welcome to the Pod Buffet, your selection of five-minute tasters by podcasters from around the world. then the people that are arrested, mm. do they end up in jail? Even if they don't end up in jail, most of these people are lower income people with jobs that make minimum wage or some variation of an hourly salary. And being detained and being forced to appear in court, they can't get out on jail. What jail? They need that money for rent, right? So being forced to do all those things, appear in court, get can very often result in loss of jobs and when something like that goes on your record, most companies do criminal background checks. That prior history of detainment, even if it didn't lead to jail time as such, means that, you know, it goes in your record and some your employer Googles you and they find that and you don't get hired and now you're part of the unfortunately quite large number of Americans that are living in poverty. So what that means is then because of this behavior of the police, people of color and I think mostly it's African-Americans who are targeted, are further disadvantaged and discriminated. And so if they are sliding more into poverty, that would mean that at some point, might they not have many choices to find jobs and slip into crime? Yes, poverty is the number one cause of crime. And... Modern policing doesn't accept this, right? Because if modern policing accepted it, then law enforcement or some other government body would be fixing crime by trying to lift people out of poverty. And except in a few places with, you know, progressive mayors, it's not happening. Modern policing tactics and philosophy goes back to the 1980s when... Yeah, Reagan was Christian, and this guy, he was very, very racist, came up with the idea of broken windows policing. And it's a very simple analogy for something that's really not simple at all, which is the first red flag. So he did a study where you have a car with, you know, nothing broken, in good condition, and then you have... A gigak old, or not even gigak, because the point of the study is that it can be like an otherwise perfect, well-running car and just have one smashed in window. And the study finds that people are overwhelmingly more likely to continue vandalizing the already minorly defaced vehicle and completely leave the shiny nice Ferrari with a new pink job. From that, he concluded that policing should focus on those minor violations because they also occur more often. So then policing should focus on those 
explain their crimes, police should crack down on them heavily, and, most importantly, criminal instincts and poverty are not circumstantial things. First of all, the fact that he thinks there's such a thing as criminal instincts is worrisome because that's not what the evidence suggests at all. Criminal instincts and poverty are moral failures rather than circumstantial ones. And according to Grogan Lingo's theory, everyone has like a secret desire to go burn down the grocery store. So now you have this relationship where A, people in poverty are seen as unsympathetic figures because it's believed that they're in poverty because they screwed up or because they're fundamentally bad people. And B, even for not poor people, even just in general, you have this relationship where the police see the public as the enemy, so they're not the protectors or the shepherds anymore, they're the enforcers. The police are no longer the protectors, they're the enforcers, and it's a fundamentally antagonistic relationship. Thanks for being here, and hope to see you again soon. Pod Buffet, the eclectic mix of podcasts from around the world, brought to you Monday, Wednesday and Friday, with a digest on Saturday morning, just in time for a late breakfast or early brunch. Enjoy.